You're listening to Advice Line with Roy Masters. Call Roy at 1-800-866-8883. I want to talk about compassion. And the reason why I want to make the subject material compassion this evening, because of something called compassionate conservatives, downfall of this country, and compassionate Christians, downfall of the United States. We have lost our country because we are compassionate. Now, see, now it raises eyebrows. What are you talking about? Compassion is a good, that's a good thing. Well, there's this thing you caught up with words. You do not understand. Compassion would, compassion would be a good thing if you understood, if you, if you gave, how can I say this? What you have, what the average American who is good and compassionate has and thinks is a good thing called compassionate, giving another person you know, uh, benefit of the doubt, so to speak, and, and continuously so. It may not be what you think it is. It may not be the good thing you think it is. Uh, it is these subtle things, whether uh, whether to have compassion, whether com- conditions are, are right to have compassion, assuming you know what it is, or when not to. So three things. David, as David said to me, what's your subject meant tonight? I said, well, I want to talk about compassion. He said, you have to ask three questions of the audience. So do you know what compassion is? Number one, because I say you have lost America to communism because of it, and they have contempt for your miserable compassion. Excuse me, starting out this way. Forgive me, but I want to drive the point home. I don't mean to be mean. But I want to emphasize the word miserable, useless, meaningless, compassion, all of which you think is good, but for which reason your adversaries have utter and complete contempt for you, and so does your wife, if you're compassionate gentleman, and and so does your husband, if you're compassionate wife. And so here I'm talking about what you think of as a good thing, and it ain't so. Now, I wonder if I can drum up intelligent conversation, like, what the hell do you mean by that? Or, what the heaven do you mean by that? And um, if I don't get any in- inquisitive calls, something that sort of brings compassion out of me, <laughs> excuse me, I mean, love and caring, because I really want you to succeed and and become a better human being and find rediscover your sovereignty again and become a strong nation, one nation under God. But compassion that you have is not under God. It's actually in hell. The compassion you have is weakness. Now, we need to talk about these things, but I am ready to take any, any call. I would like to talk about those three things. Is it a good thing? It could be if you knew what it was. But I haven't told you what it is yet. And what conditions do you practice it under? Well, those are things you need to talk to me about. Uh, if I don't get many calls on this subject, so I'll rattle along on my own because I'm self-con—you call me conceited. I almost use the word conceited, but I'm self-contained. I can look at this computer and talk to it, and it has it, somehow it's—I feel like I'm talking to somebody. I can talk to the wall, and. It's easier than talking to people. At least the wall, you know it, you, you know it, doesn't understand you. 
How can it? It's a wall. So see if we can get some questions that sort of lead me into a discussion because this, the subject of compassion, and I really, I really got stuck in my mind when I heard of compassionate conservatives being sort of left of center. And it's right. And when it comes to compassionate conservative and compassionate Christian, compassionate Jewish person, it doesn't matter. Compassion has lost your country. You've also lost your marriage. You've earned nothing but contempt for it and deserve it to be so. The compassion you had for homosexuals and and um, the poor and the downtrodden. I mean, in America, anyone's a, anyone who is a who is a failure is really a failure. But the trouble is, we've got to be careful with compassion that we don't help those failures to become a bigger failure and to give them power over us. Compassion. Story. Yeah, you want to tell the story because David has a story. He remembers when he was a little boy. All right. It wasn't actually that little. I was more like a teenager. You were a teenager? Yeah, I think I was a teenager because we were living uh, in Southern California at the time. So. of human understanding teaches an observation exercise, often called meditation, which permits you to become objective toward your problems and allows your heartaches, bad habits, fears, and anxieties to be completely eliminated from your life without effort on your part. Until you have begun to practice this exercise, much of what you see and hear on the following program may be shocking and upsetting to you. But if you will listen calmly and with an open mind, you may discover the key to the peace of mind and joy for which you've been searching all of your life. And now from the foundation of human understanding, here is Roy Masters. David has a story. He remembers when he was a little boy. All right. You met a man and he... He was, was a listener. He was, he was a listener of mine. Yeah, he was a listener of yours and he came in and you met him and, and you brought him home and... and you were trying to help him. No. Yep. I remember his name. His name was Stu. Yep. He's a leather maker, and he made, he, put, he made me a belt about two or three years ago, and he apologized for everything he did. That's 40 years okay, ago. Okay, but here, here's, here's the story. <laughs> <laughs> you paid it off too quickly. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. The story is that I remember that you, you kept going around in circles with him because he was lazy, and he didn't appreciate your compassion. That's right. And so I know that there are a lot of people who are good-hearted. As a matter of fact, I think, there's no doubt in my mind, actually, that Americans are the, are the most big-hearted people in the world. They give that's, more to that, charity no, no, than that, any other country. I know, but that's, that's the fault. That well, is let me what finish I call my, fault. Let me yeah. finish my point, and then you can make your point. Okay, fair enough. I know that there are a lot of people that want to extend helping hand to other people. Right. And they do it for various reasons. Now, the question that becomes interesting is, well, what is the right reason and when do you draw the line with somebody when you're trying to help them and they're just taking advantage of it? That's really all. This, that's as okay. much as I'll say. All right. But now the, the end of the story was he started being weird with you, you guys. So he started thinking he owned the house. 
just like, you know, the Obama crowd. They think they own the country, and they will soon if we're not careful, because our compassion has brought us to this pass. So anyway, when I saw that, that my compassion wasn't helping, uh, instead of getting resentful and angry and feeling guilty like a lot of people do, and then thinking that the guilt is that I haven't given enough compassion, so give more, I put him in my car, drove him a couple of miles away, gave him 50 bucks and say, get lost. Sorry. That's it. And so he's on his own again. Well, he, he lives in, in Grants Pass now. And um, it took him 40 years to say sorry. But he did find he did. And he came up to me and he made me a belt some years ago for a special knife that I have. So, uh, but the point is, um, we've got to be careful of what compassion is. And I'm afraid that we've been, Americans have been called, as you said it, the most compassionate nation on earth. But, we're all, but actually that compassion, compassion is a weakness. And because of that compassion, we have homosexual rights, which they don't deserve any special rights. And they're pretty soon they're lording it over us. And um, like the cuckoo in there is driving out good people from their jobs. And pretty soon um, ha- having compassion for them and, and giving them wrong, wrong people rights. So compassion, I will have compassion on the homosexual. I will help curing. I will help him to get cured, him or her. But Let me make I, a point here, just for the sake of this. So discussion. my compassion is to help them. But I remember but, back many years ago when I first started working at the foundation, I was probably about 23 or 24 years old, and there was there were two men that would come in, and they would come together to see you, you know, once a week, maybe twice a month, and and they were, you know, they were gay men. Oh, I remember they had they had AIDS. That's right. But you, they heard you on the radio, and they, yeah. they sort of fell in love with you. They did. And I know that you help both of them. Well, they actually got better. I know that you help both of them. And so, and so when, sometimes when you talk, you sound like you're being unduly harsh. I know that. But the reality is, is that I've, throughout my life, I've seen you work with some of the most untenable people I've ever met in my life. And they turn out to be beautiful diamonds and gold of human beings. So I just want to give that caveat. Well, thank you. Well, the point is, compassion for a poor person, give him... Give him a fishing rod and teach him how to fish. And give him some fish because you're not a very good fisherman at the beginning, so you help him. And then once he gets the knack of it, leave him alone and we'll say goodbye, nice knowing you, and help him to help himself. And anything from anything than that will draw you in. If you give him the fish, he'll always want more fish. And you're not a government. There's only so much, so much fish you can give to a person and then you starve your own family. And there are a lot of people who will starve their own family, give the shirt off their back, and they can't stop. That's not compassion. That's weakness. Americans are weak. They're, they do not have true compassion. Americans as a whole have lost their country and as a whole. But also, individual, you have compassion for your husband. And you feel sorry for him. And he gets drunk. Or he resents you. Or he does something wrong and you don't speak up. Or you forgive him. Meaning you, you're angry and you start doing nice things for him, hoping that he will love you back. And so that you kind of let it go, you uh, forgive him. But I want to say to my audience that only God can forgive. Human beings are incapable of forgiving, neither should they ever forgive. Now, I'm going to modify it a little bit. And nor should they judge, because judging is what leads you to guilt. Judge not, lest you be judged. So when you are upset with people and you feel guilty... And then you forgive people so that you can sort of have a relationship with them. 
they will have contempt for you because you do not know that you have, are being seduced to empower them to do more wrong when you forgive them. So when they do more wrong, it upsets you. When it upsets you, you feel guilty. When you feel guilty, you think, you're, well, you haven't been compassionate enough, you've got to give them more of a chance. But you don't know where to stop. And so we have, we have become, you become bled dry pretty soon. Uh, I know a lady. I know a lady, let me see, she was um, the film director's um, the stenographer, secretary, and she came to my foundation and she, um, she transcribed my talks. And one day, she was very, didn't charge me anything, she did a good job. She was a very nice lady. And one day a, woman, a girl came in, she was about 20, and she says, do you know my mother? And she, she described this woman, she says, is that your mother? She says, yes, you don't know what you don't know about her. Is that she has compassion for all the bums in the street. And she invites the men, and I was molested many times by these people that she brought in, but she had compassion for them. And she had more compassion for them than, than for me. And I would complain, and I would scream. But she, she didn't seem to care for me, but she looked for the approval of these bums. She felt elevated. And that elevation distracted her from being a good mother because she was, she was empowered by being so gracious and loving and caring for everybody, and everybody loved her, but nobody knew what she was like to her own daughter. And so let me give it, get to the point of compassion, then it will take our calls. Compassion is, has no feeling to it. So that if you feel compassionate, for instance, I'll tell you how you know you're compassionate. Let's say you've been compassionate to someone, and that person's your friend, and you've helped them, and they like you for it, and you become friends. But you don't realize that your compassionate is actually giving them power over you, and the power over you comes by virtue of that they reward you and tell you what a wonderful person you are. Well, like I say, America is a wonderful country, the most generous people in the world, and we buy it. It's not true. We're weak. Our compassion is weak. So then you'll see your friend doing something wrong, and you know it, but... but you want to speak up to him or her, but there's a feeling in your solar plexus as if to say to you, as if it's saying to you, you know, I don't want to hurt his feelings. You want to speak up, but something says your solar plexus won't let you because you think you're compassionate because if I speak to him and tell him what I see, he may not like me, but I don't want to hurt him. I don't want to upset him. What you're really talking about is the fact that that person has a link to your gut and that the, your sense of worth comes from being compassionate with that person rewarding you with a tidbit, uh, you know, uh, a cookie of appreciation, a brownie button, appreciation. And this is the relationship we have with the poor people and the homosexuals and same-sex marriage and all kinds of things that are wrong with this country. And we've given them power and, they ha and we call them the left. But they have contempt for our fake love. Our love is contemptuous to them. The more you feed yourself to them, the more they laugh, they're empowered, they get bloated with the power you give them. Contemptuous power. Um, there are some people who appreciate it, of course. I mean, I don't take advantage of people who are compassionate towards me. I appreciate it. And I, I, I show my appreciation. I've shown my appreciation in the past by becoming my own person and thanking them for their help and going on with their life. My compassion with you is the same way, my dear friends. I want you to listen to what I have to say, and you don't have to buy it. I won't judge you for not 
listening to me, and um, I won't run after you, uh, thinking that I have to love you more. Because, you know, you seem to be getting better, and then you get worse, and you call me up one day, and I, if I learn not to feel important when I help a person, uh, then I won't puff up, or frustrated if I don't. See? Then I will be a whole person and always have the right compassion. I'll always know when to give and when to stop giving. When to take a chance with a person and when not to. When to pull back and not feel bad about it. Not to feel that pain in my solar plexus. I'm a whole person. I can really give. I don't judge. If I don't judge, I don't have to forgive. Simple. If I don't judge, I don't have to forgive. If I forgive, having judged, and I make you worse, I get mad. When I get mad, I'm judging again. Those two prerogatives are playing the role of God. That's pride. And so when you are playing the role of pride with people, you're elevating yourself each time. You elevate yourself when you're loving them. And you may get a reward or you may, get, have con- you may be rewarded with contempt, in which case you get upset and then feel even more guilty and think to yourself, maybe I haven't loved enough. And your whole life is giving, giving, giving till you give your country away. You've given your country to the left And they have nothing but contempt for you now. And now you're almost finished. And you do this in your private life. And your preacher encourages you. And your friends encourage you. And your friends aren't friends. Because they're playing you like a fiddle. You don't have many friends. You don't know what a friend is. Mostly you're attracted to fiends who understand that you do not understand what true compassion is. You want to be a good person. That's respectable. But you must take my correction here. You must see that your compassion, as you, as, look, the world is full of wonderful people. People with compassion are great people, but they have this flaw that gives them a smug idea that they're good Christians and good people. And this is the way goodness is. No, it's not. You're listening to Advice Line with Roy Masters. You can reach Roy at 1 800 866 8883. That's 1-800-866-8883. Hi, this is David Masters. For over 50 years, my dad, Roy Masters, has been helping people who could never be cured by conventional means. As a matter of fact, so many lives have been affected that without him, the world would be a different place. But what about you? Has your life been affected? Has your life changed for the better? Have your family relationships and your work environment changed for the better? My dad has a difficult time asking people for help, so I'm happy to do it for him. Please make a contribution to the Foundation of Human Understanding at FHU.com or write to P.O. Box 1000, Grants Pass, Oregon, 97528. Soldiers coming back from the battlefield will appreciate your donation because they will get the coping strategies provided by Roy Masters for free to keep them from committing suicide. And this radio program, every program you hear, is supported by you, the listener. Go to FHU.com and make a contribution or write to P.O. Box 1000, Grants Pass, Oregon, 97528. Are you suffering with PTSD after being in the military? You should see what people are saying about Roy Masters online. In my experience as a commander who mobilized and returned thousands of wartime veterans, I have seen soldiers make rapid improvement through the use of Be Still and Know. Major General George R. Harris. Google Roy Masters PTSD. You'll see what I mean. The Be Still and Know exercise works for me. It calms my soul, enhances my thinking, and improves my emotional regulation. I'm thankful to be a more resilient chaplain. Lieutenant Colonel Philip Pringle, Southern Baptist. Go online and Google Roy Masters now. 
You'll be amazed at what you find. I must say on the basis of 20 years' experience that the application of this exercise has made a significant contribution to the treatment of the great majority of those who have used it. Dr. George Hader, diplomat of the American Board of Psychiatry and Neurology. You need to see what people have to say about Roy Masters online, on your computer, tablet, or even your smartphone. Go online and search for Roy Masters PTSD Military. You'll be glad you did. It may seem that there's nothing you can do about stress, but you can instantly have more control than you might think. Roy Masters shows you how to conquer stress by taking charge of your thoughts, emotions, anxieties, and changing the way you react to problems. Do you realize that every time you think a negative thought, your body reacts as if it were in the grip of an actual tension-filled situation? Well, there is an antidote. Download the ebook The Secret Power of Words by Roy Masters on Kindle and Amazon.com. William Wolfe says this book is perhaps the single most dynamic weapon available to counter the tremendously destructive influences of the raging cultural revolution sweeping the world. Download the ebook now at Amazon.com or read the ebook Meaning and Happiness Overcoming Stress, Fear, and Pain. Download at Amazon.com on Kindle. In fact, there are many more titles by Roy Masters available for instant download right now at Amazon.com. Just search Roy Masters on Kindle and Amazon.com to positively change your life right now. What's on your mind? Call Roy at 1-800-866-8883. Who should we take first for our calls? Line two, let's see. Uh, David in Fremont. Okay, line two. Hello, David. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm reading, I'm reading what you said to the, to the producers, but you say it yourself, would you please? Okay, Roy. During my meditations, my molestation that I experienced when I was eight years old. Who by? Who by? Who by? Uh, by a, a neighbor who was, who was a teenager at the time. How old was he? I'm not sure. I'd say he's between 15 and 17. How, how come your parents weren't watching you with that neighbor? Um, I ask this well, for a reason. I ask it for okay. a reason. Because, yeah. uh, because um, you didn't tell your parents, I imagine. Uh, not right, not right away, Roy. But how long did it ta- how long did it take? Uh, Roy, I don't really know. Maybe 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 months. Maybe months. I'm not sure exactly. What why would why why didn't you tell your parents? And and then the next question, of course, is why did you why did you not punch and scream and bash him one? Well, okay. For, first question is, I was afraid my my dad would uh, get mad at my mom. And then, and why, 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 why would he get mad at your mom? Because you, she wasn't watching. Well, yes, and yes, yes. Yeah, and so, but you, but your father's not a bad guy. No, he. Well, why are you protecting your your mother who ne- who was neglecting you? Be, because I was afraid that he would get mad at her and then leave us again. Oh, I see. Well, that is all. That is understandable. Uh, for a young young fellow like yourself, so but but you were vulnerable, you know. You were looking for love, and and yeah. Uh, yeah, and so the attention of that young boy, as yeah. perverted as it was, looked like love yeah. from a father, yeah. from a male figure, right? Yes. And then you sort of found that you had to do certain things and be quiet about it. Do you have the guilt of having enjoyed it? Yes, and I discovered that I was being like my mom or like a girl 
judging him. Yes. You know, for, for you know for doing you know for doing that, and then uh, and then just recently, I now discovered or it was shown to me that that what he did to me, I feel worse because I didn't because I didn't trust my father my, my father in my heart and say no, no no and then and then run home you know. And say, Mom, Dad, this is what's going on. Yes. And I feel, I feel worse, worse for him. I feel as though um, you've judged him, and you feel guilty for that. He, yes, and that I should have stopped him because I hurt him. I feel more than anything that he could ever have done to me because I didn't stop him, and I didn't trust the Father in my heart. The Father in heaven told you know. I he said you know he was trying to tell me no that, that you know. Don't let him pick you up and carry you. See, I have cerebral palsy, and I thought he was being nice, but but my but my conscience, my uh, my 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 conscience did not know that no. Well, you were born you were, you were born with that, weren't you? Y- yes, Mr. Masters. Yes. How how are you now? You are you you sound sound sensible, and you sound like you're growing up. You're becoming a man. I see you becoming a man. Now, would you like some advice from me? You bet, you bet, my friend. You're on the cusp of just getting better. Uh, you know, just in a little while, you'll wake up one morning and all your problems will disappear and you go on with your life. This has been holding you back. You've had enough, you've got enough handicap being born that way, but the point is, what you've done without realizing it is judge your father, but you couldn't help it. And I'll tell you why you couldn't help it. I'm going to take this off you. Because when a boy is, when a child is born, <laughs> they share the sentiments of mother towards the father. In other words, she, the emotion she feels towards your father talks to your head. And so, so what she thinks about your father, her judgments become yours. So I want you to know that your judgments on your father were your mother's and not yours. Therefore, you are forgiven. But you always have been because you, were, you didn't know any better. You wouldn't help it. You'll be all right now. You'll be all right now. Just once you once you realize that, see how yes. beautiful the realization of that is, how yes. magical it is. Yes. It, it relieved you just now, didn't it? A big burden came off your shoulders, yes. didn't it? Yeah, a joy this morning after I meditated. It, I wanted to call you at 7:30 and, and talk to you, but I'm I'm very glad. Thank you for speaking with me this uh, evening, my friend. Are you are you have sufficient of me, or you you want to go now and call me another evening? Uh, well, I have one more, one more, well, jeez, I can't make up my mind now. Well, I'll uh, tell you what, you sit with that for a moment, for maybe an hour or two, call me back the second hour or tomorrow. Okay. Unless you want to talk to me now about it, but I think this revelation is very important to you. Yes, it is. And I've taken, and I haven't done this to you, but I've just reminded you the truth that you've always known in your heart. I mean, the reason why you felt that relief is because I'm just speaking the truth that couldn't get through because you were so emotional and so tied up with guilt and frustrations, don't you see? Yes, I was a bright, I was a bright, well-spoken little guy. But you are still bright, and so now you start growing. <laughs> call me back. Oh, okay, well, thank you. I'll talk to you tomorrow night. Promise, call? Okay, yes. Okay. Yes, yes. All right, thank you. All right, now, what can I do for you? Um, Let me see who's going to be next. Florida. John in Florida, uh, I have a crippling anxiety. Why? Is that right? Yes, Roy, correct. 
anxiety is uh, it's either you have a physical problem for which you will have anxiety uh, and naturally you know some some stress some physical problem that's trying to tell you something and you, you you're afraid to tell somebody you maybe you're afraid maybe you have cancer or something and you're afraid to talk about it that will whatever it is some secret uh, but but generally speaking the secret okay. is, the secret is the main secret is that you are judgmental and you're like the young man as uh, you, you most men when they become depressed um, have inherited from their mothers the the sentiments toward their fathers like I said to the young man just now if you look very carefully you are judgmental and you don't know how to let something go and uh, is that how, how accurate is that uh, a friend that I haven't spoke to in over a year yesterday sat down and talked to me and uh, pretty much paraphrased exactly almost quoted you right there you did that uh, um, selfish and the, the world's about me Hi, this is David Masters, and I want to talk to you about supporting the work of my dad, Roy Masters. I think of the word gratitude, and I wonder how many of you have that sense or that feeling. The word actually means the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation, and to return kindness. When you support the foundation of human understanding, you're showing your gratitude. You're showing that you've been helped, and you're showing that that has value. Not only that, but you're thinking about future generations that will need to hear this message many years into the future. Remember, your donations are tax-deductible, and they go to supporting this work on the radio, in the prison ministry, and for the military. To donate online, go to www.fhu.com donate. That's fhu.com donate. Or through the mail to P.O. Box 1000, Grants Pass, Oregon 97528. Gratitude. It will make all the difference in your life. Discover an easy and simple drug-free antidote to overcome alcoholism, drugs, smoking, and other various addictions with a simple app, Discover Cure Stress. With the Cure Stress app, you can begin to walk away from addiction in just seven minutes. And this seven-minute technique is free on the Cure Stress app. Break the endless loop of negative thoughts. Improve how you interact with people at work or at home with the Cure Stress app. You can finally heal from past traumatic events or resolve relationship difficulties. It can even help you cope with post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD. And it only takes seven minutes free with the Cure Stress app. Change your life without effort and in the comfort and privacy of your home in just seven minutes with the Cure Stress app. Free and available now on Apple App Store in Android Google Play. Finally, cure stress with the Cure Stress app. It's time to face the facts. If you don't conquer stress, stress will conquer you. Dr. George Hader, psychiatrist and diplomat of the American Board of Psychiatry and Neurology. It's the only approach that I've ever seen in the whole field of psychology which allows you to become 
independent, which doesn't just set you up to take the next course in whatever type of psychology that you may be studying. It truly teaches you how to understand yourself and make decisions on your own and gradually grow as a person, become more confident and more effective. Be still and know. Visit FHU.com and download the concentration exercise entitled Be Still and Know. Be Still and Know is rooted in ancient biblical principles that help you fight those unseen forces that up until now you have not understood. Visit FHU.com or call 1-800-877-3227. Be Still and Know and begin a new life free of fear, worry, and struggle. Untold thousands have acquired helpful insight into their lives through help from the Foundation of Human Understanding. Your donations and continued patronage allow us to continue our work to improve the human condition. Through our radio extension of Advice Line with Roy Masters and our website at FHU.com, we will continue to offer answers to the tough questions that life presents. Great inner peace can be discovered through the practice of meditation. Roy Masters offers his meditation exercise titled Be Still and Know on the Foundation's website, FHU.com. Now you can release the binds that tie you, learn to break those unhealthy addictions, overcome anger, rage, and insecurity. It all begins with a proper mindset. The Foundation website offers you the gateway to a more meaningful existence. Inner peace can be discovered through the practice of meditation titled Be Still and Know at FHU.com. You can also call the Foundation Monday through Friday at 1-800-877-3227. That's 1-800-877-3227. You're listening to Advice Line with Roy Masters. Call Roy at 1-800-866-8883. John in Florida. That's like, but that's like, that's like a mother. Yeah, and the thing about with the, the mom thing, you know, doing the meditation, and I always thought my anger was my fault from my father, but I realized how much my mother played me against my I Set you up to hate your father. See, yeah. there it is. She, in other words, her hate towards him became yours. And then, and, and then you have to separate and realize that that resentment towards your father was implanted. It wasn't yours original. That's what the young man broke down for a moment and realized, oh, my God, that's true. It wasn't me. I didn't want to hate my father. just want to uh, ask my audience if they find that last three minutes offensive because I re- repeat it often, and I'll tell you why I like it. It's not because it's complimentary to me. It is. And I can always do a little bit do with some of that. In every one of those compliments, uh, there's relief. There is um, a description of what happens, how effortless it is, the magic of it. There's something about those those people calling in that is indelibly impressed with what I'm saying, how effortless and, and how your drugs fall away and the smoking falls away and your life changes. Each one has the the last one about not being promiscuous anymore and becoming a grandmother and and having daughters and marrying the Marines and and, and, and all that beautiful stuff. See, so if you find that offensive because I repeat it, please uh, call me and let me know it is offensive and um, and we'll just play it less. All right, now, John, back to you, John. Where Where were you now? We've got to where you've, res- you've picked up the resentment of your mother to your father 
Yeah. And then, and you look through life, you look through your eyes with the eyes of a woman. Women are judgmental. The problem with the, with the human race is failing men. And, uh, again, it comes back to a weakness that we think of as love. You know, the addict with the pusher, his weakness, leads him to think he, his, his, the pusher is of service to him, and therefore he loves his pusher. But it's not love, it's a, it's a, it's a servitude. And so the, the, the relationship between men and women always, without fail, begins with a weakness for women. And what is this weakness? Uh, we're men born of women. But if you look back at men born of women, we don't come back. I mean, men born of women have this weakness, and this weakness breeds contempt. I mean, if men love out of weakness, it means that love, loving out of need wants something from the woman. What is that? What is it? Is it just sex that you want? Or is there something commingled with sex that somehow comes with it? What if sex was a failing that you have to work out, so to speak, and discover there's something that you're unnaturally natural? And so what if weakness passes for love and men have a weakness, a psychological weakness, which attaches itself to the, the outcrop of that psychological weakness, which is that you're dying. Weakness is ego separated from God is the first death. And from that first death sprung the sensual awakening. In other words, the spiritual death leads to the, the animal state, that's the second death, and then the need to replace your dying body, which is the strongest of all animal urges, but it's coupled with a craving for reassurance that the pride of life that dwells in a man crying out for a woman is wholesome. That you're really someone, somebody, because your wife loves you and accepts you. Except when you get into her, what's in her gets into you. Now you're addicted, psychologically and sexually addicted to the woman, and you can't stop. What's on your mind? Call Roy at 1-800-866-8883. Hi, this is David Masters. For over 50 years, my dad, Roy Masters, has been helping people who could never be cured by conventional means. As a matter of fact, so many lives have been affected that without him, the world would be a different place. But what about you? Has your life been affected? Has your life changed for the better? Have your family relationships and your work environment changed for the better? My dad has a difficult time asking people for help, so I'm happy to do it for him. Please make a contribution to the Foundation of Human Understanding at FHU.com or write to P.O. Box 1000, Grants Pass, Oregon, 97528. Soldiers coming back from the battlefield will appreciate your donation because they will get the coping strategies provided by Roy Masters for free to keep them from committing suicide. And this radio program, every program you hear, is supported by you, the listener. Go to FHU.com and make a contribution or write to P.O. Box 1000, Grants Pass, Oregon, 97528. Are you struggling with a sexual problem? You need to read Roy Masters' book, 
understanding sexuality. In Roy Master's book, he says, The great white father of psychiatry, Sigmund Freud, came very close to basic truth, but before he had quite reached it, he veered off into the outer reaches of scientific confusion. If only he had been able to view the facts that his searching mind uncovered by the light of spiritual discernment, he might have discovered the truth about man's nature. He might have discovered, for instance, that the sex drive in man is somehow linked with and blossoms from a traumatic experience with a parent long forgotten, of course, but nonetheless there at the core of his being, surrounded and hidden by the concentric growth rings of subsequent traumatic experience that have binded him to the original violation of his human identity. It's Understanding Sexuality by Roy Masters. Go to FHU.com, FHU.com, or call 1-800-877-3227, or write to P.O. Box 1000, Grants Pass, Oregon, 97528. Stress does not have to inhibit your progress in life any longer. Because now there's the Cure Stress app. According to Dr. Richard Titus, Cure Stress is a calming technique unlike anything you've ever tried. Ron Carlson, Ph.D., said it contains in the practice the seeds to freeing us from our bondage and slavery to compulsive thoughts and negative emotions. What's on the Cure Stress app? A quick seven-minute audio guides the listener through the technique. George M. Hader, M.D., says it's the only approach I have ever seen in the whole field of psychology which allows you to become independent, competent, and effective. Go to CureStressApp.com. Stress does not have the power that it had before. Cure Stress is available on the App Store and Google Play for free. If you don't control stress, stress will control you. Free yourself from negative emotions. Go to CureStressApp.com right now. Endorsed by healthcare professionals and used since 1960, this free app contains guided audio programs at CureStressApp.com. Feel free again. Go to CureStressApp.com right now. What's on your mind? Call Roy at 1-800-866-8883. Now, in that moment where you have misplaced your love and not been properly informed as to what it was, and if you were properly informed, you wouldn't believe it anyway. So all of you have to have trial and error. You all fall in love. But in your falling in love, humanly speaking, it's not like an ape. So reproducing new bodies before leaving, before leaving their old body behind to rot. Have to do that. But in the process of reproducing and bringing forth new life, uh, you're descending further and way further away from reality. In other words, you're drawing up from the woman what is not good for a woman to give. In the beginning, she feels honored by your attention. She's the center of the universe. That's her ego trip. But when she sees she's being used and she's being degraded, and she feels degraded when men get hungry and hungry and hungry and never satisfied and they want to shrink away, then they're guilty. Then women hate their husbands, but they want to keep the family together. So in their little minds, they feel guilty and they, they surrender again out of guilt, hoping that this time he will be satisfied. No, that the appetite's insatiable. And so men descend to hell through the female and call up from a woman which is not good for a woman to give. She cannot stop. Damned if she gives it, damned if she isn't, because where are the men that love her for herself? To understand the dilemma she's in, she has, she's unloved. She is a descendant of the first unloved woman, Adam's 
didn't say put the fruit down. He ate it himself. What was the first symptom? He saw he was naked. They both felt ashamed, especially the man, and put fig leaves on. Every young man that comes into the world feels awkward about sexuality. He doesn't understand why. Why should he if he's an ape? Why can't he jump on the first female he sees anytime he wants to? Something's not right about that. So our inheritance is from, a, is from not from Neanderthal man that came from little creatures that smaller than the Neanderthal man, piltdown man, or some little creature two feet tall. And we didn't evolve from apes. Women made a monkey out of men and made the monkey think it's a man. And that's what you've got a problem. Women are needed to help you think you're something. And each time she makes you feel like something, you become more of an animal, more of a nothing. And you're in conflict. But you cry out. But in this conflict, you're dying. And as you're dying, your sexual impulses increase. The more close to death you become in this dying process, spiritually dying, the stronger the desire to reproduce. In the other direction, the desire is manageable. And love comes through it. But this hunger that you have causes women to hate men for their failing love. It's always, nearly always sex, selfish. And so it's also served, some women have learned to judge men and play them like a fiddle. And some women are victims of brutality and that sort of thing. And they go to other men looking for the father they never had, the kind of man that will love her and understand, but they're not around. Hardly, hardly. She gives herself too easy to the next guy, and the same thing happens. This time, it's her fault. She invites it. She tries to make a man in her image by giving herself, thinking if she gives him her love, therefore she will create a man that loves her back. No, it's another one. It's either a wimp. The last one was a beast. This one, next one's a wimp, and she is King Kong with bloomers. She becomes the man. Has contempt for the man. And children are born to a contemptuous woman, or a woman who looks like the victim, but it's part of the problem of why the man is the way he is, but she can't help that. Neither one understand what I just said, but now you do. And so it's because children are born to contemptuous women and failing men, even though on the surface she may pretend to love him, she really hates him. And children pick up the chemistry of this, emotional chemistry, and it talks to them about hating father. And the actions of the father, he runs away to another woman, or she beats him, he beats her. Therefore, that contributes to the idea that father is beast and mother is the victim. Mother is not the victim, she's part of the problem. She is, in a sense, the victim, but from her springs all the misery on this earth. And governments know that. Get the women separate them from the families, encourage them to be licentious, give them a feeling of entitlement, and you can say goodbye to the country and to the men who are outcasts and uh, cast aside. That's it. And so we inherit this. So now I'm going to get to John. John, did you hear me speak about the, the story of every man's life, every father and every mother? There's no, and nobody, nobody, nobody's exempt from this.
Hi, this is David Masters, and I want to talk to you about supporting the work of my dad, Roy Masters. I think of the word gratitude, and I wonder how many of you have that sense or that feeling. The word actually means the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation, and to return kindness. When you support the Foundation of Human Understanding, you're showing your gratitude. You're showing that you've been helped, and you're showing that that has value. Not only that, but you're thinking about future generations that will need to hear this message many years into the future. Remember, your donations are tax-deductible, and they go to supporting this work on the radio, in the prison ministry, and for the military. To donate online, go to www.fhu.com donate. That's fhu.com donate. Or through the mail to P.O. Box 1000, Grants Pass, Oregon, 97528. Gratitude. It will make all the difference in your life. Discover an easy and simple drug-free antidote to overcome alcoholism, drugs, smoking, and other various addictions with a simple app, Discover Cure Stress. With the Cure Stress app, you can begin to walk away from addiction in just seven minutes. And this seven-minute technique is free on the Cure Stress app. Break the endless loop of negative thoughts. Improve how you interact with people at work or at home with the Cure Stress app. You can finally heal from past traumatic events or resolve relationship difficulties. It can even help you cope with post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD. And it only takes seven minutes free with the Cure Stress app. Change your life without effort and in the comfort and privacy of your home in just seven minutes with the Cure Stress app. Free and available now on Apple App Store in Android Google Play. Finally, Cure Stress with the Cure Stress app. Are you suffering with PTSD after being in the military? You should see what people are saying about Roy Masters online. In my experience as a commander who mobilized and returned thousands of wartime veterans, I have seen soldiers make rapid improvement through the use of Be Still and Know. Major General George R. Harris. Google Roy Masters PTSD. You'll see what I mean. The Be Still and Know exercise works for me. It calms my soul, enhances my thinking, and improves my emotional regulation. I'm thankful to be a more resilient chaplain. Lieutenant Colonel Philip Pringle, Southern Baptist. Go online and Google Roy Masters now. You'll be amazed at what you find. I must say on the basis of 20 years' experience that the application of this exercise has made a significant contribution to the treatment of the great majority of those who have used it. Dr. George Hader, diplomat of the American Board of Psychiatry and Neurology. You need to see what people have to say about Roy Masters online, on your computer, tablet, or even your smartphone. Go online and search for Roy Masters PTSD Military. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to Advice Line with Roy Masters. Call Roy at 1-800-866-8883. So it's very, very, that's why I know, I'm not a mind reader, but that's the reason why I know that when you say you have depression, you have judgment, you've, you've got your mother's mind. See, and so your mother's contempt for your father and therefore self-loathing. And a problem with women. See that? Yeah, I've so, uh, given them up, though. Yeah, but you don't, want to give, you don't want to give them up. You, what you need to do is practice being a gentleman with them. Well, so, I, I am, but I was using them as if I were a, a drug or something else to take me away from feeling 
the anxiety that I was feeling. I know, but and, you, uh, but that's the reason why you have more anxiety. Didn't I explain? And, that? Yeah, Did then you, you get that? more anxiety. There you are. You see. So I gave you the history of the human race. There's, everybody's the same. There's nobody. There's nothing clever about what I said. It's only the fact that I'm, I'm saying it, and nobody wants to really hear it. Nobody wants to believe this. And let alone the media, let alone governments. They all want to make you. All want you to. All want men to fixate around the women, and they learn to have. They learn to control. How can I say this? Let me put it this way. There's on one side of the boxing ring. There's this 180-pound Adonis man. Is, you know, Adam. On the other side, 120 pounds, beautiful woman. Uh, on one side, there's God with man, and the other side, there's the devil. Now, when she first spoke, I can tell you this. There was something in her that spoke to her, and when she opened her mouth, it wasn't her speaking. It was something speaking through her, and she couldn't help it. And, and women can't help today being seductive. And having a longing for a man, but not for love so much. Partly for love, but mostly it's a part of her that needs to be corrected. I'm not blaming women for their weakness, the weakness for the weakness of men. Women have a weakness, and men have, and men have a, they have a weakness for a man's weakness. And so when they service the weakness of a man, he becomes weaker. And she gets hungrier. That's like government. Exactly like government. That's, that's how the government of, of every government fails. Every country, every every nation fails on this principle. Government's hungry like a woman, like a mistress. And the more you serve, the more she services the man, the, the more life, he, life force he gives to her, and the more hungry she becomes because it's not help, it's not a good life force. She becomes mannish. And he becomes feminine. Exchange of identities, we need to talk about this. But now, my friend here, I didn't have enough time to continue with him, and I'm, I'm using up his time now. John, do you see that judgment has got to go now? So you have to forgive your father for not understanding this any more than you have understood it up to now. So you, you, in other words, with this understanding, you're going to have to learn to let your, your anger towards your mom. First of all, let your father anger towards your father go and... Then you can turn towards your mother and let your anger towards her go. But I assure you, your anger towards your father comes born into you with your mother's anger in her for your father. In other words, her sentiment, the day you were born for your father, and after, of course, you were born, is indelibly impressed in your head so that it keeps you from God and makes you a woman-centered man forever. And you die to that. And all the Viagra in the world won't help you. Why is it getting worse as where two or three years ago it was sporadic and now it's... Is it me just becoming aware of it? Or is well, it no, pestering, uh, so to speak? Well, that, you've answered your own question because I think you, it wouldn't have risen if you had not really understood what you just said. I'm treating a young man right now and he says... You know, I think I'm getting worse. I said, no, you're not getting worse. You're becoming aware of what worse is. You weren't aware of it before. And so now you'll be aware of what is worse. Don't, don't, get, don't lose heart. Just, okay. just be aware of it. Just be aware of may, may, may I interject something now? Yeah. You say you have a phrase like this 
sun shining on dung. Yes. Used as good <laughs> yes. Okay. Before I lose this for you, is now bear witness to this indwelling pressure, this anxiety. Yes. And if I handle it properly. Yes. This, this is the light from yes. God yes. on the crap that is me. Yes. And eventually the stench, the hell that I'm living, long as I handle each moment properly, I'll become good fertilizer. Yes. Well, so no, no, it becomes, you don't become the fertilizer. But what you don't realize is it's not going to be you that you'd be looking at. It'd be something that got in you that yes. thinks it's you and That's you think I mean. it's, yes. so you'll be looking at it and it won't trick you to be angry. It won't trick you to first struggle with it. You just watch it. It cannot stand being watched. That's all. It wants that you to tempt okay. you to struggle. So obviously, okay, so this, I'm at a, a point here in my life that, you know, I consider sometimes I think it's a curse, but actually it could be the blessing that I've been searching it, for all it, my life. It, it is. Correct? It's correct. Just hold your ground like this, young man. Just see that something is not you, and the very act of looking at those thoughts and feelings, that depression that wants you to surrender to it, to go into its warm, velvety, feminine blackness. Okay? Don't go there. Just stand there and watch it and feel the cringe and feel the embarrassment, but don't resent knowing it. Just watch, and before you know it, it goes away. Before you know it, you may be, may be feeling it for several minutes, but all of a sudden... Next morning comes, and somehow the day passed very quickly, and you found that you're no longer obsessed with that. But here it comes again in another way. Come, there are many layers of it, so handle each layer as you see it. And make sure that you deal with the grace that you have. Look at people that way. Look at people as objects, and don't be too close to them. Don't get upset with them. Or look for their approval. Watch yourself looking for their approval, and watch yourself tending to want to resent him. Because that's what's inside you now, because you never were able to forgive people. Beginning your mother with your mother and your father. Now you have a new light. Let it shine on everything. On the inside of your head and to people who offend you, be not be moved. Just watch the meanness and the hypocrisy and you'll be all right. Don't let it touch you. Hi, this is David Masters, and I want to talk to you about supporting the work of my dad, Roy Masters. I think of the word gratitude, and I wonder how many of you have that sense or that feeling. The word actually means the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation, and to return kindness. When you support the foundation of human understanding, you're showing your gratitude. You're showing that you've been helped, and you're showing that that has value. Not only that, but you're thinking about future generations that will need to hear this message many years into the future. Remember, your donations are tax-deductible, and they go to supporting this work on the radio, in the prison ministry, and for the military. To donate online, go to www.fhu.com slash donate. That's fhu.com slash donate. Or through the mail to P.O. Box 1000, Grants Pass, Oregon, 97528. Gratitude. It will make all the difference in your life. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.